Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fan the Flame Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Reynolds, and today uh, we have Jeremiah and Kyle on the podcast. No, we don't. Um, that bit's getting old because people just don't want to show up. Oh, well. Um, Nate actually just came from the Rustburg Blue- B team, and like, yeah, he still made it. Jeremiah is probably at some coffee shop meeting with the corn RS. Um, and Kyle uh, decided to abandon us and go to the Dallas uh, area, their baseball team. I don't even remember what they're called, Texas Rangers or something. Yeah, I think. Series or something like that. I, I don't know. I guess they're they're playing for some type of big thing. I don't know. Baseball, I mean, baseball happened back in the spring last time I checked. Um, but anyways, it's football season, boys. Um, so here we are. Um, James and I, I'm happy you're on, man. How are we doing? How are we doing? Doing well, doing well. Ooh, uh, Rustburg has, <laughs> Rustburg's been on a, on another, uh, three game win streak here. Started out, uh, four and two, lost two, but now we're, um, seven and two. We got one more game before the playoffs. We play EC glasses Friday. So good on that front um even our b team won tonight so everything's going well and then um now we're looking at uh looking at the the past game against western kentucky and looking on to uh louisiana tech this upcoming saturday um proud of the boys from this tuesday it was fun yeah man uh we're gonna hop right into it uh so big win big big win for us to really position ourselves in first place. Um, I'm, I mean, I was kind of surprised with how well we blew them out, to be honest. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, 42 to 29. Um, yeah, uh, Caden had a good game for sure. I know Cooley had a good game as well. Our whole running offense was fantastic. Yeah, again. Lucas and Joyner had good games as well. Yep, so – very happy. Let's let's start off with that. Let's just uh, let's roll right in into it because um, we're gonna hit this quick. Uh, because man, we got uh, we're actually gonna have the boys from Go Tech. Please don't die coming on the podcast here very shortly. So we want to hit this quick and and keep rolling. So um, yeah, let's talk about the players of the game. Uh, James, who do you got for your offense and defensive player of the game? Yeah, um, offensively, it's it's so easy to say Salter, um, but really like. With how, I'm going to say Cooley just because he's been such a workhorse, even through minor injuries here and there all season. Um, another 100-yard game, um, another touchdown. You can't complain with that. Like he, He's just been outstanding, and I'm, I'm grateful to have him on the team. Um, him running the ball up the middle and getting those yards, that, man, that makes the whole offense roll, and I think that's crucial. Um, defensively, um, there's a few guys. You could say T.J. Bush. You could say – um, Kobe Singleton, um, cause we didn't, did we, did we have a pick this week? I don't think so. Um, Kobe Singleton. Oh yeah. In the end zone. Right in the half. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like secondary wise, like we definitely got picked apart, but even, even with that, Kobe had a really good game, like defensively. Um, he was one of the few that didn't get destroyed through the air. Um, so that was, that was fun to see and fun to, uh, Fun to watch. Um, and then TJ Bush just had a really good game rushing the rushing the passer. He got a sack. He had a few hurries. I think he had two or three batted balls. Um, so that was awesome. Like TJ Bush had a really good game for a fresh for 
he's played really well, but like as a, as a freshman, I think this has been his best game, and it, it really showed like, hey, like this is this guy should should absolutely be starting. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, I mean, I'll go with uh, you know player of the game. Of course, I'll go with Caden. Caden, uh, you know, he's very accurate. The thing is, he didn't really have to do too much at with passing the ball. He had some misses, um, but he had a great running game. The whole, I mean, every player, we had four guys over 50. I mean, Caden at 117 and a touchdown, over 13 carries, 17 carries for Cooley, 76 yards and a touchdown. Bedgood with nine carries, 68 yards and a touchdown. And then Lucas, who had 11 and 53. Um, and then Caden threw three touchdowns. You got Daniels with 67 yards off three receptions and a touchdown. And then Sibley and Ven both got – Ben was just that shove, that push pass. Um, yeah. Bed good with the only uh, fumble. So a pretty good offensive performance. Defensively, outside of those two absolutely broken coverages that yeah. allowed for two bombs of passes, which uh, led to Austin Reed finishing with 30 for 44, 365. That's a that's a yard per day. And then four touchdowns and an interception, the interception being late in the second quarter with Kobe Singleton, as we mentioned. Um, you know, Malachi Corley, they really reeled him in. Um, he had six receptions for 62. Um, yeah, he still got the two touchdowns, but otherwise he didn't have um, his typical performance that you would expect out of a guy um, yardage-wise and re- even receptions, only six receptions for your star receiver. That's uh, holding him to – a pretty good clip. Um, Joseph Carter, though, with seven tackles, five solos. Um, but I'm going with uh, Singleton of Dupree. You know, he had that targeting call that got him out for the second half, um, which was um, I was pretty indifferent about. The biggest problem is I get with targeting. I know that people don't like it. But when you're putting your helmet down, it's like, oh, man, yeah. you got to protect yourself, man. At least pick up your head or something. Um, yeah, we, we, so. we see what it can do with Shazier. Like, Shazier, like, couldn't walk for six months. So, <laughs> yep, it's definitely important. Yep, exactly. So, and I mean, shoot, that's all it really was is just keep your head up. But uh, Singleton, uh, full, f- four solo tackles, seven total, uh, pass, pass deflection, and, of course, that interception. Um, yeah, uh, very happy with this team. Uh, it's hard when they're doing so well. I'd like to see the passing attack get amped up a little bit. We got some weapons. I know Smoot's been hurt. Um, and of course with, uh, you know, Reese Smith being hurt all year. And I mean, we got two very good, uh, tight ends. Um, I know that, uh, I don't, I mean, we'll see about, I know I heard that Henderson had a boot on or something at some point, um, in the game. So, um, we'll see how he recovers, but outside of that, it was great. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else you would like to add about this, uh, before we move on, I I wanted to talk a little bit of a couple other topics, one, not football related. Yeah. Um, we've been talking all year. We we've wanted the running backs to be rotated more. And I think this was the first game we really did that. Um, cause Joyner, you didn't mention his stats, but he had like six carries for like 30 some yards, I swear. Um, and that's just, that, that's awesome to get all of those guys, five plus carries. Um, obviously Salter had the best game running, but like a lot of those, like he had like three design QB draws in the first half, which I wasn't a fan of two of them. Obviously the one was the touchdown was the first touchdown, 
But uh, a lot of his yards just came on scrambles or came on that pit, on that option. And he just held it and did a really good job with it. Um, now nah, I just really want to hit on that. Like our running game is so good. I think FBS wise, coming even coming into the game, we were second in FBS, and that was just another great performance. Um, so if we can continue to do that and also get some uh, some big hitters here and there with the passing game, like we did to CJ Daniels and Trayon Sibley, like man, we're we're scary. So I'm uh, I'm super happy with that offensive performance. Yeah, and not to correct you, the humble you, but uh, you're thinking of the previous game with Jointer. Jointer only had a carry for two yards. Ah, uh, yeah. So um, I wish he had more carries, but um, you know I'm happy with the guys that are out there getting the carries. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, anyways, I wanted to talk real quick. Conference USA, Jacksonville State. Um, I wish I would do this every week, but it's been tough with everything. Uh, 41 to 16 over FIU. Um, UTEP uh, with the comeback win, another comeback against Sam Houston. Man, they just don't have the best luck. Um, they get Kennesaw, I believe, this week at 1 o'clock. So that will be a good win for them. Kennesaw is basically yeah. putting all their their uh, players and just uh, saying, all right, save them till next year. Uh, so, yeah, UTEP winning over Sam Houston. And then, of course, uh, who we're going to be playing coming this week, Louisiana Tech, uh, losing to New Mexico State at home, uh, 27-24, putting New Mexico State in that spot to possibly, um, I mean, possibly play against us in the championship game. Yeah. Uh, But uh, New Mexico State, um, by the way, uh, they – Fun little fact, they won their fourth straight game for the first time since 2002. That's crazy. Um, yeah. But, but before we get into that, um, James and I attended a spectacle yesterday. Um, we don't. This isn't a NASCAR podcast, but our boy, a Liberty student, um, is now in the championship. He's going to be in Phoenix next week, um, racing for the title. Finished 13th yesterday. What a spectacle. James and I went. There's some other people. Some of the Jokers were there. Um, they didn't sit by us <laughs> um, because we didn't get tickets together, but we did get tickets in the same area. Um, we got that 24 for 24. And, um, yeah, uh, man, what a spectacle. Uh, William Byron, man, uh, fighting it through and getting in 13th place and getting those points. I just watched the highlights earlier. That was, uh, man, uh, what, what a day. Oh, I know. And – for those of you that don't like watch NASCAR, keep up with it at all. Like Byron, like they have AC, they have AC in those cars because he gets hot. They're exerting a ton of energy. They're going, they're putting themselves through at a short track. They're hitting two and three G's easily through the corners through at Daytona, Talladega. They're going six or seven. They are pushing their bodies every race. And, uh, his AC when it was running was overheating the engine. Um, so he could only run it intermittently. So he was in that car in a 80 degree weather day, running around, like exerting that force, sweating his tail off, man. I think some of the other guys that were there, they had a little bit better angle of him getting out of the car at the end of the race. Like, man, he, they said he threw up as soon as he got out of the car. Um, and he put himself through it. Um, but still like he ran in the low to he ran high teens, low twenties all day, um, and seemed to put it together just enough at the end to, to squeeze in by four points. Um, so yeah, super excited for that. Um, hopefully he's able to go and get it done next week. We'd love to see a uh, Liberty car with a uh, championship because 
it may not be the main sponsor, but that Liberty is on every car that he runs. Yep. Yep. And, uh, man, uh, it's a tough race. Martinsville is, um, you know, it was my first NASCAR race, but I grew up, um, uh, watching NASCAR. I was a Carl Edwards fan. I was Gordon when I was younger. Um, I loved NASCAR. Then I kind of went away from it from a little while, especially after Carl Edwards retired. And, um, man, it was, uh, great to be at my first race. Um, you know, I, I have NASCAR, uh, what do you call it? Not NASCAR heat. It's, uh, NASCAR. It's the one for the newer generation. It's NASCAR heat. The, is it NASCAR heat? Yeah, it's NASCAR heat. Yeah, NASCAR Heat, I think five, maybe. It's the yeah. one with uh, Chase Elliott on the front. Um, it's Heat 5. There's a five, okay, yep. I thought. Mm-hmm. I, I, haven't, I haven't turned on my Xbox and played that game in a little while, but I have probably 20-some hours into it. Um, so, you know, I have enough considering that I'm not a huge NASCAR fan. Um, I'm, yeah. and, uh, after yesterday, um, I'm probably going to be playing it a lot more. I got a racing setup and everything. So, but that out, I just have a uh, wheel and some pedals but um i'm definitely going to be playing a lot more i got a little bit of the racing bug as i said uh, <laughs> i was kind of surprised james even saw me I, I was mostly quiet in the lead up and he knows that when i get quiet <laughs> i'm usually getting focused so oh, yeah. he, he knows with all the sporting attempts that we oh, yeah. events that we attend together so <laughs> he was like talking no. being his normal self and he was like i'm like yeah man he's like uh, <laughs> But you you know me, so oh, you yeah. just carry oh, yeah. on, you know. So <laughs> for it's sure, fun. for sure, dude. It's I mean, if you think I'm like that, can you imagine me with a football game, people? My goodness. Anyway, so yeah, that was great. Um, James, you have anything else to add before we uh, actually host Go Tech? Please don't die on our podcast. No, no. Um, just if y'all can make sure y'all watch that race next Sunday. Um, it's another short track, another half mile track, just like Martinsville. Um, should be a fun time. Yeah, for sure. And I have two more things that I want to add. First of all, be cheering for your Flames this week, not just in football, but there's a lot of conference titles on the line. We got our Big East title for field hockey. We got both of the men's and women's playing for men's OVC championship, Ohio Valley Conference, soccer, and then women's playing for the Conference USA title in their first year in the, the conference. And then we also got our volleyball team, who's right now in the middle of the pack, trying to battle to get back into a position where they can get a higher seed and possibly host. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to host. Actually, it might be all at Liberty. I think the whole volleyball tournament might be at Liberty this year. It's one of these that's that, that hosts. I can't remember. But our Lady Flames trying to get back into that good pos- position to get a higher seed. Um, I know that they beat Sam Houston twice this past weekend, so that's huge. I think they wrap it up with um, – Jacksonville State or somebody? I can't remember. I think it's Jacksonville State. No, it's Louisiana Tech. They play Louisiana Tech Thursday and Friday, and then then we play Louisiana Tech, our football team. So, um, yeah. So be cheering for them. And then um, I think I can announce this. Um, I think it will be announced tomorrow. So I might just wait. Um, but uh, <laughs> catch us on the Sea of Red podcast tomorrow. Um, I'll edit this out if we're not allowed to say this, but we're going to be on the Sea of Red podcast. Uh, collabing uh, Halloween Bonanza on Halloween night. It's going to be very spoopy. We're all going to dress up in the flames. Shout out to, I'm not going to say who I am because I'm going to keep quiet. Um, But anyways, uh, uh, please join us on that. It's going to be great. Um, We love that team. We love those people. We usually go to their tailgates. They're great. Um, So, yeah.
welcome to the segment that we got a guest on. Oh boy, I'm excited. It's just James and I again this week. Um, you know, Jeremiah decided to be at a coffee shop, I guess, or something. I don't know. He complains that Monday's not his best days, yet it's one of his two free days that he's not working. And he's at his house, and it's like, bro, anyways. Um, Kyle, again, dude, who cares about the Rangers? We got freaking Liberty football going on this week, and you're worried about the Rangers? <sighs> you're not even at the game, bro. Anyways, um, you're just outside. <laughs> Anyways, we love you both, Kyle and Jeremiah. Um, but today we have Go Tech, Please Don't Die. One of my favorite podcast names, by the way. Uh, yeah. Mr. Nathan, um, thank you for joining the podcast. Tell me a little bit about your fandom, how you started out the podcast, all that good stuff. Yeah, I wish I could take credit for the name that you just shouted out. But yeah, Go Tech, Please Don't Die. It started as just a group of friends talking about tech sports. We were all in the band. You know, every college band has those like four or five guys that are way too much into the football game rather than, you know, doing the band stuff. And so we just kind of had a group chat going. And at one point we we're like, let's start a Twitter, tweet out memes and, and jokes and things like that. And that evolved to a blog and that evolved to a podcast. And now here we are. So the, the whole idea of the thing, too, is to not take sports too seriously, to be able to laugh at ourselves and laugh at our team when we're bad and pro tip we're pretty bad this year and just kind of have fun with it so that's the kind of mindset we try to take into all of this and just sports it's serious you can have a serious time but you can also just you know sit back and relax and have fun even when it's as bad as it's been lately trust me i was a bills fan i mean i wasn't <laughs> a wills bills fan i've always been a bills fan still am to this day and um you know, 17 years of not making the playoffs, it gets uh, draining after a while. Uh, <laughs> I, I grew up a Saints fan, so I was born with a paper bag on my head. So let's let's there we go. <laughs> if we want to shovel out NFL fandoms, then uh, <laughs> and see, I'm a Washington fan. So, yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So just a bunch anyhow. of misery here. Yes. Yeah. Except for yeah, Ben I mean, right now, except for Ben, because they're actually good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Sabres, they haven't made the playoffs in a very long time. Um, yeah, the Mets, I literally gave up on. I'm not a baseball fan anymore. <laughs> I kind of lost interest after a while anyways. And so, yeah, I get it. Um, uh, and Penn State, man, they can't seem to be Ohio State. So, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, that was my childhood team. Uh, still support them, but obviously Liberty's number one. G5 football is just better, let's be real. Yeah, um, yeah anyways, um to hop into it, um, you know, what has been y'all's thoughts on the whole season? I know, of course, you've kind of prefaced it already, but uh, <laughs> what has really been y'all's reaction to all this? Yeah, sadly, it's been a lot of just disappointment on the year. I mean, we, we start the year and, and things can go one of two ways early on. Like we, we barely beat FIU. So FIU is supposed to be one of the worst teams and we have to come from behind to win that game. We get blown out against SMU. We win our FCS game pretty handily. And so we're thinking, okay, this could either be a good season or a bad season. We're four weeks in, or really two, because we played in week zero against FIU. We're still trying to figure out, is this a good team or a bad team? And then we lose to North Texas. That shouldn't happen, this North Texas team. We lose to Nebraska, which is fine. It's a Big Ten school. And then we beat UTEP and we go, okay, well, maybe we can sac like we can save this season. We can find some way to pull it out. And now we've lost three straight to Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee, and New Mexico State. 
And at this point, we're just kind of hitting that skip scene in a video game where you're trying to get through that cutscene as fast as possible. Let's just get to the end. Let's get to basketball. Let's get to baseball. Let's get to bowling. Just something, please, because this has not been this has not been the year for tech athletics so far. Yeah, bowling. Yeah, I mean, hey, we're a top ten bowling program, so that's not just me making up a sport. Yeah, Conference USA is. uh, I mean, do they even do they have men's bowling in Conference USA? I don't think so. I know Tech doesn't. Yeah, schools have to balance out their female and male scholarships, and so bowling is one of those sports that is usually used to balance it out. And we just happen to be good at it, so you know what? I'll take it. We don't have a lot to pride ourselves about right now, so bowling (laughs) it is. Okay. For sure, for sure. Um, uh, with that being said, though, your outlook is looking towards, you know, basketball and bowling and baseball. I know you guys got a good squad of baseball. This is going to be like we talked back and when I was on your pod over the summer, you know, it's going to be a fun baseball conference, but I think it's going to be a fun basketball conference. I mean, we're upgrading from the 22nd conference to the 11th in Conference USA, so we're really excited about that. Um, but your outlook on the football program – What's been the hot seat on your coach? What does it look like? I know you guys have, you know, some guys with the experience like Smoke and Hank. And um, I know Hank hasn't really been the best, but I know you guys got a younger quarterback who's solid, you know, um, and has a bright future. So what's what does it look like finishing out the year? And what are your kind of hopes as you guys go into the offseason? Yeah, so to start at the coaching level, Sonny Cumbie is replacing Skip Holtz, who started here in 2013, had a very bad 2013 year, three and nine record, and then turned it around in 2014, went bowling. We beat Virginia and the Heart of Dallas Bowl. And, and from there, that started our bowl streak where we won several consecutive bowl games. And so the idea for Sonny Cumbie was like, yes, last year was a three and nine season, left a lot to be desired, but Skip Holtz was able to turn the team around in two years. And so the expectation was this year was the year that Tech would maybe not win the conference, but at least, you know, be competing at this point in the season. The thought is maybe this game against Liberty would be one of the deciding games into who goes into that conference USA championship game. That's obviously not been the case. And part of that's been due to quarterback play, um, both just from how Hank Bachmeyer, who was the transfer from Boise state that we brought in to be the starter. He came in, he looked fine. He got better as he went along, then got hurt. Jack Turner came in, in relief, and even after Bachmeyer was back and healthy, J- Turner stayed in the lineup. Uh, a lot of people were criticizing Cumbie about that decision because it seemed like Turner, while he looked fine in flashes, Bachmeyer was consistently the better quarterback. And it wasn't until this past game, or really two games ago against Middle Tennessee, where Jack Turner was finally benched near the end of the game. Bachmeyer came in, and we almost came back and won that game. And then Bachmeyer started this past week against New Mexico State, and He was fine. He wasn't the reason we lost that game. So it feels like if we had had him in against Western Kentucky, maybe we could have won that game. But we've had these three weeks in a row where we've gone down and had to come back and try to win the game late, and it just hasn't worked. And that's somewhat on coaching, on play calling has been criticized all year. The quarterback play has just not been what we hoped it would be. Bachmeyer was supposed to come in and save this team, and instead he's been a, a fine guy. Uh, he apparently has a year of eligibility left. Jack Turner is a sophomore, so maybe there's some play there about like he's building him for the quarterback of the future. But the transfer portal era, you never really know. We thought our quarterback going into this year was going to be a guy by the name of Landry Liddy, 
who was a Shreveport product, a true freshman last year who had to come in late in the year, and he looked amazing. And everyone was excited about him. He transferred out and went to North Texas and has been riding the bench there so far. So the idea of playing the young quarterback, you just don't know. And when this team is bad, everyone wants to leave. And that's what the troubling part of the season has been, is that there's not a lot of optimism to go around. And it feels like it's only going to go worse because the few players that have shown out probably won't be here next year. If they have any say about it. I think that's the frustrating part about the transfer portal. There's a lot of give and take and, you know, um, that's, it's just really rough to, to digest. Even I, I'm nervous about some of our guys too, oh, you yeah. know, because uh, especially because we've been so good, you know, you think, Oh, maybe they'll want to stay. And then a P five program is like, ah, now nah, we'll pluck him. We'll pluck him, you know? So, and, um, maybe that will change with the college football playoff now letting in, um, a G five team. We don't know. But um, anyways, uh, moving forward, uh, James, uh, what what's one of your questions you got? Yeah, no. um, So part of this goes with one of your questions, Ben. Um, But one of my questions is like coming into this game, like what what are you like most worried about? What do you think? Where where are some areas that you think y'all can? take advantage of some weaknesses and what are some areas that we're that you're like man like we got to be prepared for that yeah i mean just to kind of jump the gun a little bit liberty's favorite in this game by 17 so the, the idea of where can we take advantage of it feels more like where can we make this a closer loss than a blow away loss um i'm scared of things like y'all's running game that's something we struggled all year long where we've just made every team that wants to run the ball look like a world beater. Um, I'm, I'm afraid of things like interceptions on from y'all's defense on who, regardless of if it's Bachmeyer or Turner starting at quarterback, uh, what exactly they can do. Uh, That feels like a rephrased, how can Tech win this game? And I'm struggling to find some some lineup, some matchup that favors Tech in this one. Um, it's possible that Smoke Harris goes off in this game. He's been our best receiver. He's the, the short little guy, uh, number six, who will just amaze you with his speed. Really, his acceleration. In the open field, he can be caught from behind if he's given a long enough distance, but he can you know, burst through a hole. And next thing you know, he's in the, at the second, third level. So uh, it's possible we get him going, um, but it's there is a long road for Tech to be able to be competitive in this game. Yeah, that makes sense. No, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I know. I know personally, like just looking at the stats, it's like, man, like smoke looks pretty good. Like, sixty-two receptions, six hundred thirty-seven yards, three touchdowns. Like, um, and just watching some of those games, he's he's a shifty little guy. Um, and I think I think because we have had some issues coverage-wise, secondary sometimes, I think he's gonna have a decent game. Um, just because he's. He's going to get the ball thrown his way. Um, and he, he's kind of like what DeMario Douglas was to us last year. And this year he's kind of, to us, like we don't have that one receiver that's getting all the catches. We just have the one guy that's getting all the yards. So, um, yeah, that's that's definitely something that you have to account for right. in a guy like but him. 
with someone like Smoke and one of the things that people have dogged on with the play calling or the play design is that he just there are games where he'll get the ball a lot. Western Kentucky had 11 receptions. Middle Tennessee, he had 11 receptions. Mexico State this past week, he had three. Wow. And it wasn't because of drops. It was because he just wasn't throwing the ball or set up in plays to get those screen passes going or anything. Uh, it's just kind of been there. He fluctuates throughout the season between 10, 11 receptions and two or three. And yeah. it, I don't think that is a defense shutting them down. I think it's our offense not knowing what to do. If they decide this is a game where you want to feature smoke, then he'll be featured. But pretty much all of our other receivers and the reason why we don't seem to have a true number two, if you look at the stats are because we don't seem to have much uh, reliability on who the rest of the receivers will be, who will be the most targeted receiver in the game changes week to week. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, James, do you have any other questions? Uh, yeah, but I think it's better for later. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Fine. Keep your secrets. Um, anyways, that's a Lord of the Rings reference, and I've never seen the Lord of the Rings. Anyways, um, eventually, I've been procrastinating on that. Uh, fun little tidbit. Um, anyways, moving on. Uh, oh, we can talk about Lord of the Rings if you'd like. I've only watched the first one, and I fell asleep during it, so I'm with you there. I have, yeah. I have done that three times while watching the first one. I have never made it through it. Uh, I'll watch it probably once football season's over, maybe. But then and if NASCAR, you want to take a nap, you know, if you're just tired, want to put something on, Lord of the Rings is a good thing to put it on, apparently. Funny thing is, I used to have uh, Audible, and Audible has all the Lord of the Rings, uh, like, audiobooks. Yeah. And I used to fall asleep listening to them. <laughs> so I have listened to halfway through one of the bo- the first book, so... Anyways, uh, moving on. This is not a Lord of the Rings podcast, but it is a football podcast, and we're going to hop into that. So 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we got Louisiana Tech Bulldogs coming to Williams Stadium in Lynchburg, Virginia, to play the league-leading Liberty Flames on CBS Sports network it's a six o'clock kick again um we're excited about that let's hop into this game um yeah give me some of your key players for offense and defense i mean you've mentioned some of them but who are you really looking out for in this matchup yeah i've talked a lot about the offense but i'll talk about the running game for a second too if you pull up our leading rushers on the season uh, the number one guy has been tyree shelton um who's who's been great but like all of our running backs, he's dealt with injuries, although he's been health, healthy lately. Um, he's at least logged stats in the last two games. And actually, I, I take that back. He didn't play against North, New Mexico State. So we'll see if he's able to suit up against uh, against Liberty. But that number two guy in terms of yardage, Keith Willis Jr., he's been out for most of the year uh, since North Texas back on September 16th. And that kind of goes to show what a running room looks like it's full of a bunch of guys who've shown potential but have yet to stay on the field long enough to really kind of stand out Tyree Shelton was a transfer and we expected big things from him we expected big things from returning running back Marquise Crosby he's had a carry on the season because of injury um Kendrick wow. Moody I believe was started the year as a linebacker and we've given him 33 carries Sorry, no, it was Jacob Fields. He started the year as a defensive back. We've given him 23 carries because of how desperate we are for running backs. And it's the injuries that's plagued that room uh, that's really kept that part of the offense from moving. 
the passing game has been, you know, it's smoke or nothing, but a lot of times it's been nothing. Uh, defense, though, uh, y'all might have seen the video that was going around after, I believe it was the UTEP game, where Brevin Randall stepped on uh, the head and neck area of a offensive lineman, I believe. He got indefinitely suspended. Um, I'm doing air quotes. This is an audio show, but indefinitely apparently meant a few games because he played against New Mexico State. Um, and he was really kind of turning around on the season before he, you know, made that huge error. And so it's it's good to see him back out there from a hopefully we will be better with him on the field perspective. But uh, just Lord Boateng has been the linebacker that's really kind of shown out for me uh, wearing number three. Uh, I think this is his last year in a tech uniform and he's really making the most of it. Uh, kind of just swarming the ball. It feels like every time there is a, a runoff tackle or even between the tackles, he's the one there that makes first contact and usually brings the guy to the ground. Um, and then Willie Roberts is a guy you probably haven't seen on a lot of, uh, you know, you may not hear his name called because if he's in the game, you often don't throw the ball against him. He has p- 10 passes defensed on the year that doubles anyone else on the team. And so typically, there's a deep shot taking against him early and then he's nowhere to be seen because he's done such a great job in coverage that he takes away whichever receiver he's covering. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's a fun piece to have right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he's also in his final year. So, you know, optimism for the future isn't quite there with him. Uh, but outside of those kind of named guys that I just gave, we've struggled with breaking or break giving up broken tackles. Uh, it feels like there have been several times where there's a screen pass and it's one or two guys slip a tackle and they go for 80 yards. And so it's not like these deep downfield shots have been beating us all year. It's just the simple tackling that's been the issue. And so that hasn't really improved that much throughout the year. And that's another reason I'm not super optimistic right now about our defense, especially against an offense like Liberty that ranks pretty high in most statistical categories. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be. I think a better game than people think, even y'all, y'all <laughs> fans, because we have not done very well at home. James and I have really talked about this. Yeah. Um, this year, it's strange. We just haven't played the best at home. Um, I don't know what it is, but I mean, weird. it's homecoming for us, which I'm really excited about. It's gonna be packed. Um, oh yeah. We're definitely. I I mean, I'll be honest. I have a feeling that we might sell this out. Honestly, we have a lot of people. I know a lot of people that are coming to this game, like from all over, um, because we haven't had a Saturday game since September, obviously, with the midweek games. And then on top of that, it was the second game. So it was early September. So I think a lot of people that haven't been to the games now since we're eight, no, um, people are really, really chomping at the bit to get through the game. So, um, and I'm hoping Tech will, I mean, despite y'all coming all the way from Russ, and I hope that they're, they'll show out a little bit too because I think it's going to be good atmosphere. Like we talked about uh, during the summer, very different than Rustin's atmosphere. Very, very different. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of good food and a lot of good people to pass around. So, um, Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. So, yeah, um, I do know our alumni association is doing a pregame uh, lunch at the Craddocteria Hotel downtown and then okay. going on to the game. We'll see how many people end up going to that, but the alumni chapter, which I'm a part of, which is why I know about it, <laughs> is at least yeah. planning an event. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, some big money. If you're in the Terry hotel, Yeah, um, that, <laughs> I'm, yeah. that's not where we were planning to stay when I was planning on making this game. But uh, 
I've heard nice things about that hotel. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a pretty good one. There's two. There's the Virginian and then the Terry Hotel. Um, they're both great. And I think both of the away and home team plays, um, I mean, stays in both perspective hotel, uh, okay. if I ever know right. So, yeah. Because we all go to, it's weird because I used to live near downtown. Now I live out in a suburb. And um, it was fun, especially last year when you see like the players getting, even like our basketball. I don't know if our basketball team stays down, but I know our, our offense and defense, they would come out and the two buses, and I'd be like, I would get so excited. I'm like, yeah, let's go, especially <laughs> yeah. when we're like playing BYU and stuff. And then you see the BYU players getting off in their perspective hotel, and you're like, this is awesome. But, um, yeah, so um, with all that being said, um, James, do you have your question now? Yeah, yeah I think it goes well with that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've been building it up now. I'm, I'm excited to hear what it is. No, it's not a, it's not a crazy one. I think, it's, <laughs> I, I think it just – we needed to get to a different, like, topic, and Ben's question led well into mine and just a sense of, like – so you, you're talking about the players on your team that you say, like, need to show out, think you think will show out, but who, who are players on Liberty that, like, you're excited to see, um, scared to see, um, like who are some players that you're, that you're keeping an eye on for this game from Liberty side. Right. I mean, you, you can't not shout out the quarterback, right? Uh, Kate on Salter. I, I don't have a pronunciation guide and I'm infamously bad at getting these names right, but, uh, I, it would be so great to have a quarterback of his caliber on our sideline this year. Uh, dual threat, you know, with missed tackles that we've had, we've struggled against dual threat quarterbacks. Even in our FCS game against Northwestern State, uh, their dual threat quarterback was a challenge for us. I mean, we ended up winning that game by 20 or 30 points, but that didn't bode well for future dual threat quarterbacks. And so I can see him absolutely just by himself tearing us apart. Um, but really, it's I'm seeing things like y'all said before, you know, not having one true receiver that's that has all that many receptions like your leading receiver cj daniels has 27 our leading i mentioned him earlier smoke harris has 62 uh that that to me it says either something's up or you can just spread the ball around but uh defensively i'm not sure who to be scared of defensive stats are always kind of tricky to to you know get a handle on who's some who's someone i should be scared of (laughs) um Two of my personal favorites are Kobe Singleton and Brylin Green. Kobe is tied for first in the nation in picks. Kobe's tied for fourth, um, which is just second because there's three. You mean Brylin? Yeah. uh, Yeah. Brylin Green and Kobe Singleton is who who I'm meaning to say. Yeah. You said Brylin is – tied for first and then you said Kobe's tied for third or something like that so no that that's true Brylin has Thailand's tied for Brylin is tied for first um and then Kobe is tied for fourth which is really second because there's three guys tied for first um so yeah like those two are ball hawks um and the reason I love Brylin so much is because he's here as a two-sport athlete (laughs) <laughs> playing safety oh. and playing base, playing center field for baseball, um, which is why he's such a good safety. He he just knows how to track a ball and get to it. Um, and then um, I know Ben, you're a huge fan of Tyron Dupree. Um, he's our starting middle linebacker. Um, he actually got ejected for targeting at the end of the first half of this last game, but he he'll start this game because it was in the first half. Right. Um, we love him. Um, and then defensive line. Um, 
we've got a few, but I think the main one's Kendy Charles. Um, he's coming back off an injury. He's like in his third or fourth game back. Um, and he's, he looked really good last week for the first time, I think. So I think it'll be good to see him at full – and I think as close to full strength as we've seen him in a while. Um, and he's a D-tackle, so he's really good. Yeah, just wrapping back around, Brylon Green with those five picks on the year. He said mm-hmm. that leads college football. Yeah. Uh we as a team have five picks on the year. Okay. Y'all have wow. 16, by the way. So, uh, yeah, um, you'd sure be great here too. Um, can we just do the thing where, you know, like if not enough players show up to a little league game, they have some team members like switch jerseys and play for the other team. Can we just do that on Saturday? Is that allowed? Yeah. Well, I'm taking your silence I mean, as a yes. So I'll just go ahead and plan accordingly. I mean, That'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> definitely be very interesting. <laughs> oh, that would definitely make uh, people. That would be the talk of the nation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would. We just um, feel sorry for you. So here's a couple guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mid. Uh, not even mid season, but mid season trade. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, mid game so, trade. Yeah. When's the college football trading deadline? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so with all that being said, do you have any type of keys to the game that you really think that could at least make this close or even a W what would, what would really, uh, really help, uh, out this team? Yeah. So I think it comes down to, to offense. I think if this game is a shootout tech may have a chance, the defense has struggled all year, but the games that we've won, it, it has felt like it's because of the offense, um, I guess with the exception of FIU, where we held them to, I think, four yards the entire game. Um, but the, the I think this game comes down to, is Hank Bachmeyer the Hank Bachmeyer we were promised? Which has felt like that's been the key to every game so far this year. If he comes up, comes out, shows out, looks like the version of him that played at Boise State and gets Smoke Harris the ball a lot, I think that the offense can score enough points to keep up, to keep up with Liberty. But they have to avoid the turnovers. I, my eyes have not gone back into my head since I saw that you have 16 picks on the year. There's just eye popping numbers there that, that honestly scare me. But if we're able to t- take care of the ball and get the ball to smoke, maybe like that's, I don't think that's enough for us to win, but you know, it's enough to make it a coin flip. And if it's a coin flip, you just never know. So I, I think that's going to be the key is avoid turnovers, get the ball to smoke as much as possible. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm afraid of smoke. <laughs> he, uh, as uh, you, I don't know if you saw the MTSU game, but uh, they have a couple of guys that can absolutely burn. So uh, yeah. Um, and smoke's very similar. Um, yeah. Let's uh, hop into our predictions. Um Let's uh, start off with James. We'll start off with you. What is your prediction? Yeah, um, I was just looking because you were talking about the interceptions. Uh, Bachmeyer only has two picks, but Turner has five on the year. Um, So um, I think if Bachmeyer plays, you'll have better odds of not throwing picks for sure. Um, But personally for this game, just because, like, I, and I've been saying this to people, I, I think that Liberty plays better on the road this year. And Ben already said it, but, like, we've been talking about that. And it's it's kind of a scary thought there sometimes. But um, 
one thing that I've always noticed is our defense comes up big in the fourth quarter uh, at home. Did against Sam Houston State on the final drive. They did against, um, gosh, who did we play here last time? Middle Tennessee. Um, Middle Tennessee didn't score in the fourth quarter. Um, we won that game 42 to 35. Um, our defense knows how to play in the in the in the last moments when it when they need a stop. Um, so with that being said, I think that Liberty will win in a similar way. Um, I think that I honestly think that Smoke's going to be a little bit too much for uh, for a couple of our corners. He might eat Preston Hodge. I don't think Hodge has the speed to like dang with him. Um, and I, and I think that Liberty's going to win like thirty five to twenty eight and. They're going to win because they don't allow Louisiana Tech to score in the fourth quarter. So we'll save the best for last, but I I was just texting so I could get Jeremiah and Kyle because it's homecoming. They're LU grads. They deserve, and they're part of the podcast sometimes, so they do deserve to put out their predictions. I always forget about them if they're not on. Same And same goes for James, so I apologize. Uh, I'll make sure I get my prediction in because I won't be on the pod next week. My own podcast I'm not going to be on because I'm going to be actually down in Dallas, so I'll be – actually flip-flopping with Kyle, essentially, even though he'll be coming back to D.C. Um, so Jeremiah says 45-13, to 13 Liberty. Um, it's funny because uh, that's not what I'm going to say, and obviously James didn't say that. And then Kyle Griesinger, uh, Mr. Liberty Mountain Views, um, went with 35-17 uh, Liberty. Again, they both chose going with a bigger score, bigger margin. Um, and I'm going to go somewhere around what James is. Um, 31, 24, um, I think it's going to be a lot closer game than people realize. Um, and, and, you know, Louisiana tech still has pride to play for. So, um, you know, and, uh, we'll finish yeah. it up. You get the, you get to be the, the last prediction. Yeah. Real quick before he goes, it's, you're talking about Louisiana Whoa. tech. Louisiana tech still, still has pride to, to, uh, pl- play for. Like they're not, they're not out of, out of a bowl. <laughs> eligibility anymore and yet yes like, yes yet. so key, like keyword there if they can run off three wins they have a lot to play for so i think they're going to be hungry because they know that every game matters now yeah i do have a twitter bot uh we, so we have the go tech please don't die twitter account then we also are x whatever i'm still calling it twitter and then uh we have another account called gtpdd underscore stats where i have some uh, i wrote some python scripts to make some uh you know, advanced game box scores and things like that. I have one that does a record predictor based on ESPN FPI, the chance to win in each game, then combining them to kind of guess what our record would be. Um, right now, the chance for us to win all three of our last games is 2.2%. So we have a 2.2% chance to go bowling this year. And that starts if we uh, win this week at, at Liberty, which uh, if you've guessed from you know, everything I've said so far in this show, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Liberty jumps out to something like a 35 to seven lead. And then just like against Western Kentucky, middle Tennessee, and I think one other game this season tech starting in late, the late third quarter starts to chip away at that lead and makes it 35 to 31 by the end of the game, something like that, where it ends up being a lot closer than it needs to be. It's mostly garbage time. Liberty takes their foot off the gas a little bit. Just, you know, you're up 35 to seven. How could you not? And Tech is able to find their way back into the game, playing against, you know, probably second stringers by the end of the game, too. But it makes the game seem more respectable than it really is. And Liberty just, you know, easily wins this one, but survives a scare late. Yeah, that's uh, 
That's been the like kind of like Sam Houston State giving yeah. up every lead that they have. That's been the trend for Louisiana Tech. And the thing is, it's it's interesting now in conference play because I'm like cheering for like people, but at the same time, you're just hoping for good games because it's fun to watch good games. And then like I was cheering for y'all against Western Kentucky, but I didn't realize that Western Kentucky was also going to lose to Jacksonville State either. Um, yeah, that's so, who we close our season with. So even if we were to somehow win this week, we still have to beat Jacksonville State. I think Jacksonville State's trying to make a statement, kind of like how JMU is, so they can yeah. maybe get a bull. Um, but yeah, well, they just want everyone yeah, to know right. that it's not Jacksonville, Florida. That's why they have I to know. compete at the national stage. Is let everyone know that there is a Jacksonville <laughs> in Alabama. That's actually good. That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. They actually came. Their band came to my high school when I was in high school to kind of play there, and everyone was asking them about how the beach was in Jacksonville, which Jacksonville also doesn't really have a beach, All right, yeah. Florida. But they're like, yeah. "Oh, it's Jacksonville, Alabama," and everyone's like, "Oh, never mind," and then kind of walked away. So I think they're just kind of used to it at this point. So now they have to win football games to prove themselves. Yeah, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Um, it's too bad that their basketball team's kind of slumped ever since uh, they had a really good year a couple years oh, ago. Have effectively home field advantage in the tournament. It's played in Huntsville. Oh, true. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, yeah, well, man, we're really uh, happy to have you on this podcast. We're actually going to be joining y'alls here in a second, yes. so I'm excited for that. Um, so check these guys out. Uh, plug all your things there. Plug yeah. all the things. On Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. If you'll notice that don't doesn't have an O in it, and that's because Twitter usernames have character limits, and GTPDD <laughs> was taken. Uh, GTPDD.com was also taken. So our website is GTPDD.dog. That's dot D-O-G. Uh, where we have blog posts. We, have, we do a contest every week where you kind of have to kind of guess uh, – Based on the the spread and the point total Vegas sets, we have a little running contest about, you know, doing Twitter uh, bragging rights. We have a shop where we sell shirts, um, where we have a new one each month. And just check all that out if you're at all interested in, in tech stuff. Again, gtpdd.dog. Heck yeah. Awesome. Well, Heck yeah. Um, we are happy to uh, have you on the pod again. And uh, yeah, as always... Um, uh flames flames there we go that's our thing the flames um that actually was started by our new staff uh we had our strength and conditioning coach on um and he's like here's the new thing new tradition we're like okay sure (laughs) so um, we've kind of carried it along with the rest of the fan base but as always go flames god bless and thanks for listening see you